The Gutter Skypes. The Gutter Skypes record and present tabletop RPGs, played and enjoyed by participants who live thousands of miles away from each other. In this digital age, all things are possible. Many of them are even fun. Hello, and thank you for downloading Gutter Skypes episode 13. This is the fourth and final actual play session for the current Starblazer Adventures game. The GM is Mark Kinney. Tank Rondar is played by Blind Geek. Ivan Archangel is played by Andros. And Montab Comet is me, Animal 5. So, yes, this is the conclusion to the story, and it turns out to be an exciting one. I won't spoil anything by going on about it, but I will offer up an apology to Andros and Ivan Archangel because because of a glaring screw-up on my part. You'll hear it in the game. When I, took, when I took upon myself to recap the story at the beginning, I fouled up information about the Time Gypsy's clue. Uh, he was remembering it correctly, and I somehow fabricated an entirely different thing in my head. Uh, when I say that it's possible that I was completely wrong, well, no, not only possible, I was completely wrong about the time clue. Um, so, I don't know, it bothered me, I had to say, I had to say something about it. Felt foolish. And now I feel better. I also think I got a bit greedy with the spotlight in this closing session. Even going so far as to practically play other characters. <laughs> But I've been told, I've been told by my fellow gutter skypes to stop worrying about it, and, and so I shall. Well, no more about me, and no more of this intro. Let's just get right on to the gutter skypes and Starblazer Adventures, Session 4, The Conclusion. Did I do that right? I think I did. No answer. What? Who does he think we are? Maybe. <laughs> anyway, maybe. Uh, <laughs> maybe he was actually trying to call. Let me try this one more time. Invite to conference. Wait he shows us being offline to me. Hello. Ah, there we go. Oh, hey. Hey. Yeah, online, offline, Skype has a very funky way of uh, indicating who's where and whether they exist or not. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I tried calling you, and then it said, you have a chat message from me. So I thought, okay, well, I'll hang up what's going on, and then you called back. So it's all good. The last hour, every time we do Cartoon Action Hour um, on Tuesday nights, the last hour of the thing, I disappear entirely from the list. I don't exist. <laughs> hmm. Everybody can hear me, but whatever. So cool. Hi. Hello. We were worried about not hey. having a game tonight, possibly, mm. because of uh, the kind of workload you're under there, Mark. Uh, well, I'd thought about it, but by the time I actually started thinking about it, it was this afternoon at work, and that's kind of short notice, so I'm all good. 
Well, but, hopefully it'll uh, allow you to decompress a little bit. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's up. To, uh, I don't know about these guys. It's up. It's if you'd rather not. It's I have no problem with those. You know. Well, you, you know, if you got if you got a right, you got a right. I'll, chime, I'll I mean, chime in my vote on this too. If you've got uh, if you're like really under the gun and you one more evening would help you a little bit, this game can wait. Yeah, sure. I mean, this this is a hobby, and what you're doing sounds <laughs> yeah. like is a paid gig. So. Well, it's not that under the the gun. I had sort of a self-imposed deadline, which I've already kind of seen go flying mm. by. It's, it's, it's not that big a deal. I just need to make sure I have it done by the end of the month. Okay. Okay, cool. Well, and we're off the hook. Besides which... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. And be... Besides which, the, um, the the rest of this particular thing is pretty straightforward for the most part. So, yeah, I was thinking there was a good chance we'd finish tonight. Yeah. Oh, that's. Kind and of as a matter of fact, I had uh, talked to Mick Bradley the other night, and he said he would be good to to go for Running Spirit in a couple of, of weeks here. So. Oh, that's outstanding. So, cool. do we want to use the same characters we had before on that? I think that uh, was the. Uh, yeah. Sure. Yeah, uh, with with uh, all four of us, uh, to, in this case, we'd get uh, both Tesla and Stan Rocket in in the same group. <laughs> wow, which would be that really slick. Fun. That will be a very interesting, uh, interesting. <laughs> no naughty ass will remain unkicked. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> one can only hope. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. All right. Well, uh, hell, let's see if we can. Let's see if we can get all adventurers and wrap this sucker up tonight. It should be pretty exciting. Yes. Yeah. So, where are we left off? This is Ian Archangel reporting from the Fringe, where much mayhem is about to ensue. And that's about the way we to like ensue? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, it's about to get very public. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. You know, it occurred to me that if we're facing the time gypsies, what's happening now might occur for them before what happened before in the novel. <laughs> oh, you're going to give me a headache, aren't you? <laughs> it might even have happened twice. It might. So what happened before in the novel might have been them getting revenge for what's about to happen tonight. Again. <laughs> Just like before. <laughs> All this has happened before. For the first time, for the last time. That's right. <laughs> Something like Booja Day, the feeling like we've never been here before. Right. We was, will mm. have been in great danger. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, when we were thinking about, um, I was talking about reviewing what had happened in previous episodes. Uh, one fact came up that I had completely forgotten about. Uh, our executive friends during the press conference mentioned something about the substance being slightly reactive to light. Because it just kind of um, makes it glow a bit more than normal, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because so, to, be, hmm? to be honest, as we'd gone forward with the other stuff, I had kind of forgotten about that, so... <sighs> I was just thinking that might be an interesting uh, addition to our, uh, our plan, is to, uh, as it's being streamed out behind the ship to kind of illuminate it to make it um, even more visible. Cool. Ooh, like Spock setting the fuel on fire in the Galileo 7. 
There you go. Something like that, yes. Well, all right. Well, to sum up, the point I think that we're at now, or that we left, the point where we left off last time, we had just left the the Mystic Net um, mm-hmm. rather quickly because that great big giant uh, damaged but repaired ancient battleship of the Dre forced its way out of the net, pushing all the rest of the crap out of the way uh, on a rendezvous course with the with the Crank's Blamange. Or rather, the Planks Revenge, because they're pirates and they like to have a cool name. And and we thought that we were inhabited by uh, uh, some kind of being that had taken over the robot, but in fact, we don't think we are because another fellow from the Mystic Net got displaced and warned us about what was going on with the course of the ship. And we knew that we were too small a vessel to have any real effect on the great big giant battleship. And then... Gambling on the possibility that these plasma dragons might actually be able to recognize this substance at a distance and chase after it as an ancient enemy or genetic material that they want to destroy or who knows what because of what happened with the puppy, it was decided we may try to actually accomplish that exodus of draconic proportions that uh, Tang Rondar (laughs) was interested in. In pursuing, only like for real or on purpose. If not all of them, then maybe two or three or five of them or whatever, however many it takes to come and battle this great big ship. Exodus of draconic proportion. I love it. You said it. (laughs) Those are your words, even. I did? Yes. Wow. (laughs) Okay, well, at the risk of sounding completely arrogant, that was, that was, for once, that was kind of funny. Well, it was galactic. Every once in a while, the bad puns give away to something actually, <laughs> actually profound in a way. Yeah. And the last uh, pertinent, yeah, the last How... pertinent piece of information we got from uh, from the uh, mystic that uh, got displaced and then yanked himself out of our system and went back to the mystic net was that the materials that they that we brought that they examined, and as and uh, that are part of the asteroid belt are not not only not of the ship that was destroyed but not of this time which leads us to believe that the time gypsies may somehow be involved right and we also heard a very damning conversation between Polk and Worcester while we were at it mm-hmm. yes it is interesting, though, that we were so fixated on them as the primary villains for so long. It turns out they're just kind of a side villainy. <laughs> Unless <laughs> side villainy, side villainy. Well, it's corporate, you know. I would like um, an evil meal with a side of villainy, please. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Some vicious fries and uh, <laughs> and bring me a brat pack for my kid. <laughs> That's right. And in this post-apocalyptic fast food restaurant, I'd also like an order of fish and chips, please. There, I think that makes up for the draconic. There you go. <laughs> Balance in all things. That's right. And even though there is no sound in space, the ship makes a kind of swoosh noise as it zips past the credits. (laughs) Yep. 
All right. So I guess what what we what we had last done was to set set course for uh, set course for the the cornucopia collection. Cornucopia. Mm-hmm. Uh, does everybody? Do you all have written down what uh, fate points you had at the end of the last session? Because I've got numbers written down here, but I'm not sure that they're in, entirely correct. I. If I'm not mistaken, and I could very well be, you had said that we got refreshed, so that means I'm up to, okay. I think, uh-oh, <laughs> if we didn't, I'm in trouble, because... I, I think you and the ship got refreshed. Okay. Uh, I have six. I think I, I think I have five. I don't think I had any extras or anything. Okay. I went looking where I thought I had it written down, and I've got uh, I've got Mickle Might written down here, and that has nothing to do with this game. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I have five fate points, and the ship. Uh, well, to be honest with you, I haven't pulled the ship up yet, so I don't know how many fate points it has. Hang on, because I'm so prepared. There it is. The ship has six. That's what I thought. Okay. All right, so you're on your way to the Cornucopia Collective. I find it depressing, just for the record, that my ship has more fate points than I do. <laughs> no. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, we are. We've also got an extra. Uh, we've got an extra passenger too, don't we? We've got. Uh, oh, that's right. We've got your buddy, uh, um, Archie Renfield, with us. Yeah, yes. Right. Oh wow. Okay. Okay, I'm I'm in serious mode now. We're we're starting the game, and that's it. Yes. No more shenanigans from me. So, so you happen. say. <laughs> <laughs> I start out that way, and it just tends to get shot to hell by the end of the day. So thank God. We'll see. Oh, come on, you. The Pope. I missed that. What'd you say? Oh, I said he has a reputation to uphold. Oh, exactly. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so we're on our way to Cornucopia, right? And mm-hmm. and I'm yelling. Okay. Well, and it, we were. It took us go. roughly two days to get. If, unless I'm miscalculating entirely, it took us something like two days to get from uh, from the Cornucopia Collective out to the Mystic Net. Thereabouts, yeah. Okay. Did you say we were moving faster than the old ship, battleship? Oh, let's see. You find their FTLs here. They're probably a little bit faster than the Sparrowhawk, but not by a whole lot at the moment. Uh-huh. Normally it would have been a, a bit more because the uh, FTL still would normally have been around great, but it's, it is lowered because of the remaining damage, so... So we still have to try to get there ahead of them. Mm-hmm. Of course, you also know that they are making another stop on the way, so that gives you a little bit of a time advantage there. To pick up the pirates. Mm-hmm. That's assuming, of course, that their uh, immediate destination after the pirates is the Cornucopia Collective. We're not entirely certain what these what these um, brigands. Villain, brigands are up to. <laughs> <laughs> So something you just said a little while ago when we were having our recap about uh, what the mystics said, uh, we know that they said that the invaders were from another time. Um, I no, thought the material. Phrased, the material itself is from another time. Yes, so that's what they said. It could be the remnant from an earlier attack by them 
to do this very thing. Wait, uh, I'm sorry. I'm completely confused. Say oh. that again. They, they, they said that the battleship, the ancient battleship we're chasing, right. is, it, is itself a remnant from another time. Well, it is by virtue of the fact that it's ancient, that it well, itself is very, very old. Oh, I see. And you're saying maybe it's not, maybe these other people tried this very thing that we're going to try and didn't do so well. well. I'm saying that maybe their first attempt to uh, take over the Cornucopia Collective ended in disaster. They're trying it again. Oh, okay. oh, right. Okay. I got so you. they might. So the ship might have originally come from the far future. Well, it's possible that that, that would mean that both the Dre and the Time Gypsies are. Are, t- are, are time travelers. Or we know, we know the that same. the time gypsies are time travelers, but uh, right. I thought the Dre were, were simply a, uh, an ancient race from long ago, nearly twice our size and with four arms. Oh. The ones that originally built and navigated those massive battleships, those massive yellow battleships, into this area and confronted the, uh, confronted the uh, plasma dragons. Right. But what you're saying is it's possible that the Time Gypsies had uh, made an attempt to dispel these dragons at some time in the past? Well, it, Mark, is that, is that what you were saying, that the, the ship may have originated from the future instead of the past? To be honest, I don't remember precisely how I'd put it. Let me think where, what we were, what the thread okay. there was. If, if I'm off base, we could just forget that. Actually, I... I, I, I think he was actually, when he was saying that, I think he was re- referring actually to whatever was displacing everybody. Okay, okay, I that makes more sense. Correctly. That's the way we heard it the first time you said it the last time. You phrased it a little differently when you recapped it just now, so it made me think that. It's possible I did that because I'm entirely wrong. <laughs> okay, so aside from that uh, digression, I guess we are winging our way to Cornucopia. Mm. Yes. Wing, wing, wing. Much coffee is drunk on the voyage. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> We're all keyed up for a for a. I wouldn't, you know, for a big. Let's go it. Let's do it. And we have a two day. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> Since we're about to engage in something that may very well have us all killed, <laughs> it might not be a bad idea to get some kind of meeting of the minds together to sum up uh, what it is we actually think we know and um, perhaps come up with uh, some other strategy aside from let us attempt to lure these dragons toward where the the ancient battleship is. I'd like to find some strategy other than dying. I quite agree. <laughs> I'm right, right, right on board with you there, Master Ronda. Absolutely. That would be a bonus. Yes. Let me see. As I recall, what really defeated the Time Gypsies before was exposure of their plans. Well, that's right. Because Yeah, okay. Because, you know, well, if you're fooling with the past, secrecy is important. Yes. So... Staging something spectacular and documenting it might be sufficient to uh, to thwart them. After all, they have a well-nigh invulnerable battleship. <laughs> well, this is true. This is true. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the how of it. Well, the the beyond beyond the difficulty of the immediately resurrected battleship from the ancient past that was repaired by one of these, I'm assuming, displacing time gypsies. Beyond that. The information that we hold, the copies that all of us have, is 
let's face it, gentlemen, quite sufficient to start a war. Hmm. Um, up until this point, no one has known what it is special about this material. Now, what we know is that the primary element of, of security, the primary, the primary fortress, if you will, of the Cornucopia Collective are those plasma dragons. And if it gets out, I should say when it gets out, because it's certainly not going to remain secret, that this inert yellow material found on these asteroids, and indeed what that ship is made of, can kill them, then the, the next two or three decades will be nothing more than an attempt to take over the primary food source uh, for two-thirds of this sector. We, we can't admit that particular fact and emphasize that the culture that created the vessel attempted to attack them once before in the past and are renewing the battle now. The fact that it had happened before, that the two fought before, might be sufficient explanation. Without necessarily going into how they plan on accomplishing what yeah, they're... Well, yeah, yeah even dragons grappling with the thing and dying horribly won't necessarily be obvious that they were being poisoned by the metal itself. Hmm. It's, I'm not sure quite how the dragons intend to do. Uh, no, they might destroy the ship this time. One never knows. I don't know. I like our original plan. I, I think I figured out another dimension to it. Okay. Okay. Uh, I think that the whole business with the uh, battleship is, in fact, a diversion, and they intend to attack the station itself while that's going on with the pirates. Hmm. Well, if that's the case, there should, there's probably a great many more pirates than we're aware of, aside from the uh, Plank's Revenge. Well, but without the Plasma Dragons in position, would they not be sufficient to take over the station? Does it have any other defenses? Couldn't say for um, sure, actually. No. Well, uh, we, do we, we have, have any records in our ship computer of the... Uh, would we have any of that kind of information? Probably, well, depends on how public they want to make... I mean, we don't have any secret files on the on the, so they could have stuff that we don't know about. But Elephant Corporation keeps some uh, system defense boats around, ostensibly to keep wandering ships from getting too close to the plasma dragons, lest something like happened with your little playful encounter with with the one earlier happen. Obviously, it doesn't always work, but they at least make the game an attempt at it. Hmm. You know, I wonder whatever happened to dear old Fluffy. <laughs> does, does Archie... Mm. Fluffy. <laughs> yes. Fluffy. Does Archie have any information in, along those lines for us? Not a lot, really, no. I've never really made it out this far into the sector in the, the past, really. At least it's not mm. this far off of the established routes. Perhaps... Um, we can contact the um, Space Patrol and see if they can lend assistance, yeah, at least to help secure the space station. I think that's an absolutely splendid idea. Okay. Master Archangel, I think that uh, the Space Patrol should be fully appraised of the situation and encouraged uh, with, uh, with all due vehemence to converge on the Cornucopia Collective. In, in, in yes, and among, us, and among us, you're the one with the most credibility being a reporter, so... Okay, so, yeah, no, that, that can work both <laughs> ways. Okay, I guess we will, we will contact the Space Patrol. 
calling them up on the subspace walkie-talkie. Calling Space Patrol. Calling Space Patrol. <laughs> Space Patrol 999 Emergency. How can we help you? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, this is Ivan Archangel with the um, Intergalactic News Corporation. I wonder if you are apprised of the situation at the Mystic Web. Not mm-hmm. just at the moment. Okay. One of the ships from the Mystic Web has been stolen and is being taken toward rendezvous with the Planck's Revenge. We suspect that they are going to make an attempt at, on the uh, Cornucopia Collective. The Planck's Revenge, huh? We should have a uh, patrol group arriving here within, oh, six hours. We'll forward the information to them and have them divert to the location in question. Uh, do you have identifying information on the stolen ship? Uh, yes, we do. I, I submit pictures, I suppose, and um, basic data, and include the fact that the ship was originally damaged in battle with the plasma dragons many, many, many years ago. <laughs> uh, Space Patrol is on its way. Uh, how far is the Space Patrol station from uh, Cornucopia? In, in travel time? Probably 18 hours or so. So their, their patrol could actually be in the vicinity before we are. Barring the grand speed of bureaucracy. Sure. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Should we, tell, should we tell Space Patrol that we're going to try and, like, just so that they don't get panicky or upset when they see seven or eight or however many plasma dragons go winging off into the depths chasing us to not try and protect us? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, good. They could, uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm going to tell them uh, to let their patrol know we are going to attempt a, a diversion to see if the plasma dragons will want to take out this battleship, which I believe I've sent them information to know they could best tell whether or not their weapons on their patrol ships can actually damage the thing. Mm, good call. And um, I guess it's probably best not to get too involved in that as long as they're fighting, and the primary area of importance is the uh, security of um, civilians in the area. Yes. Very good. Very good. Okay. And uh, they know where to contact us if they require any more information, and we will let them know as updates become available. Very good. Because we're pros. We're pros, man. Jesus, I'm stunned. Good luck, Kirk out. Yes. Thank you for using Space Patrol 999 Emergency Services. Have a nice day. This call may have been recorded for quality assurance. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I should hope so. (laughs) Okay. Space Patrol, your call is very important to us. Please stay in line. Press 1. For Galactic Standard, press 2. (laughs) For Antares, press 3. Or Jeff Megadash Mibbing, press four. Can you spell that? <laughs> I don't even think I can say it again. Oh, that, yeah, there are certain bodily chemicals that you need in order to spell it that we don't have. <laughs> That's right. 
Well, gentlemen, I think we've done just about all we can do until we actually reach the Cornucopia Collective, but I've been giving some thought to Master Archangels. Well, the idea that we could keep this... keep this a secret... it sits all very well with me. I'm sure with Master Rondar and, of course, Master Archangel, but I'm afraid we have, as we've heard, a couple of loose cannons on board this ship. Even if we were to, to defeat the, the Time Gypsies and actually disable this massive ship with the Plasma Dragons, there's still the matter of Mr. Polk and his scheming little ways, so long as he knows that that material is capable of driving off or killing the dragons at the Cornucopia Collective, he'll not remain silent unless he is convinced to do so. Oh, I think we should just space him. <laughs> I... aside from... <laughs> as much as I would... as much as I would love to do something like that, and much as I believe the gentleman deserves it, I think there are more than a number of people that would take umbrage at us oh. simply killing him. Then we kill them, too. No. Um. <laughs> kill everyone in the whole world! <laughs> <laughs> kill them all! Had we already established that Wooster, in fact, does have the full backing of his corporation in this endeavor? I don't think we ever did, no. Isn't it odd that we have the president of one company traveling with a PR face man for the other company? Mm-hmm. It is. And we heard, uh, we heard through conjecture, at least you were able, as you were able to discern, actually, I don't know this as a character, because I don't think you repeated it, but when you were mm-hmm. talking to him after buying him the ice cream cone, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> he said that when he contacted his superiors, they said, yeah, fine, don't get lost. <laughs> so that I don't know that they particularly uh, I mean you can gather from that what you will what I gather from it outside of character is that they don't particularly give a damn what this guy does he's just <laughs> sidelined because he happens to be in a he's not everybody's golden boy I guess we could put it that way so Polk is probably the prime mover in whatever they have going yes and from the behavior that Mr. Polk has exhibited to this point including what we heard just after leaving the collective he is determined that if things go south that Pangalactic get all the blame. Aside from being cheap, he hasn't spent a single dime of uh, Beta Corp's money simply because if anyone decides to follow the money, it will mm. all lead to Pangalactic. That's an interesting point. Even yep. in the implementation of the plan of driving the dragons off, he simply referred to Beta Corp as helping and possibly getting a kickback. He could simply deny all of that with all the work being done by Pangalactic. This is a real low-life operator, gentlemen. Yeah, we're going to have to clean the floors after he leaves and get the little slime dribbles off of him. We may actually be able to convince him to um, come into our camp, as it were, simply by virtue of uh, giving him the kind of happy ending that he's looking for without allowing him to become the destructive little jackass that he could possibly become (laughs) at the end of all these matters. I would recommend that we uh, sit down to dinner with these gentlemen and have a very frank straightforward conversation before we uh, before we reach the collective it's it's my understanding the outcome he wants is a very unfriendly takeover of cornucopia indeed so i don't believe that it would be as simple as that he uh, he sees dollar signs rather than uh, rather than reality and i think perhaps we should appraise him of reality we should um 
explain that it would not be to his advantage that Cornucopia become part of the conglomeration. In other words, I think that's what you're getting at? That would be what he would want. That would be what he would want in the end. But he doesn't seem to realize that uh, essentially what it would be is a war. These corporations mm. are not going to give up their properties or what they believe to be their properties without any kind of a fight. Thousands would die. Uh, there's a good possibility that the plasma dragons themselves would be driven into oblivion. And uh, at least half, if not two-thirds, of the major food source in this sector of the galaxy would be in ruins. The collateral damage on the uh, farm ships themselves would be, would be unthinkable. It would be ridiculous. Um, call me crazy, but could that possibly be his ultimate goal? I mean, nothing boosts economy like a good war, and he's at the center of the... Indeed. Of the fallout beta there. Core? Is Beta Core uh, diversified into weapons? Do we know? No, it's just a, a straight-up mining colony, or or like mining company. Oh, okay. <laughs> Pan Galactic might have a little bit more in that realm, but yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Beta Core was uh, was formed specifically in this area. Yeah. Well, in in that case, I would suggest that the the same method of defeat that worked on the uh, on the Time Gypsies would work against Mr. Polk and Beta Core. Well, a great deal would depend on public opinion. I think maybe if I emphasize in the news report that the um, uh, dragons are vital to the preservation of the food supply in this area, that would go a long way toward that. Yes, and the public image of Betacor being boosted by his involvement in the assistance of the authorities and all parties involved in destroying the material that is known to be lethal to these creatures um, would substantially increase the public relations view of both Pangalactic and Beta Core, resulting in a better bottom line for them without thousands dying and without the food source being destroyed, unless, as Master Rondar said, that is actually what he wants. Hmm. Personally, I don't think he's thinking all that deeply, but he hasn't been all that transparent thus far. Any conversations that he's had, he may have assumed we were listening to, and he's trying to lead us down the, the wrong path. So you're thinking we should go ahead and mention that the substance is poisonous to the plasma dragons with the emphasis that the corporations would destroy it in order to preserve the food colony. Precisely. Mm. I think we should sit down to dinner with these gentlemen and present multiple scenarios and find out what it is uh, and deactivate these loose cannon that we have left over before they end up mucking things up for us. Okay, that sounds... that's outstanding. So, Montab, what's for dinner? (laughs) Beef. There's there's beef. There's um, there's there's lovely frozen asparagus. I've got spiro-quichon pork roast, which uh, hasn't gone off too terribly badly. The refrigeration units are fine, and... uh, You didn't say spiro-quichon and pork roast, did you? Spiro-quichon pork roast. Oh, quiche, okay. <laughs> yes, spirochetes are from, a bacteria, you know. From the spiro, well, I don't precisely know <laughs> why they were named the spirochetes, but it's from the spirochetean colony on Glob Seven. It says on the on, on the on the front cover of the box, probably won't kill you, tastes great. <laughs> we'll tell you what, we'll give it to po- uh, Paul. Ironically, that's the same note that is attached to every can of coffee that we <laughs> buy. Sorry, and I'm guessing somewhere that you picked up some Arcturian laser fizz somewhere. I have it written down here, but I don't know if that's of where course. that came from. Of course, absolutely. That was we because we were going to have, we had that when we were out 
at the Cornucopia Collective. Yes, laid in several cases of it at uh, Pan Galactic's expense. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going to absent, absent myself to the galley and start cooking, uh, cooking dinner for all. And stop hogging the microphone here. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Shut up, Adam. I guess I will go down and talk to the, uh, uh, the, our guests and um, tell them that we're going to have a nice dinner while we can't do anything else while we're traveling. And um, ask them if they have any thoughts about the events of the day. And I'm following him mm. at a okay. discreet... Uh, Worcester's well, reaction amounts basically to, I have the worst headache in the universe. And Polk is just like, oh, we've got lots of wonderful information, things that will make for growth for both of our corporations. Undoubtedly it will. Um, we have to deal with the, this threat that's appeared. Otherwise, I'm afraid that there will be um, very little profit for anyone in, in this whole endeavor. Yes, yes, true. It, violence is so expensive, isn't it? Yes, yes, it is. But if you're going to in, invest in that, it's best not to let someone else get to the prize first, right? This is Polk talking. Yes. I figured um, kind of the break a few eggs analogy. <laughs> Essentially, yes. Hmm. Breaking eggs to make an omelet is fine as long as there's no shells in it. I think what we ought to do to pass the time, because we, we do have, what, was it two days before we could really do anything? Um, yeah. I'd like to go ahead and set up um, a little, some interviews with uh, everyone or whatever documentary comes out of all this. Okay. And we'll, we'll basically be getting your views on what's happening and what you feel this means for the future of the sector. How does that sound? Oh, I'm sure that we can accommodate that, especially Mr. Worcester over here. That's his thing, after all, right? S- sorry, what? Public relations, that's your thing, right? <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay, yeah. I've set uh, I've, <laughs> I've the I'm quite a little domestic on board this ship. This is... Uh, <laughs> I seem to have t- I seem to have taken on the role of Arthur's butler in in Arthur, but anyway. <laughs> uh, are, are you are you Worcester's butler or Worcester's butler? Yes. Jeeves. Jeeves, Jeeves is setting food uh, on the table in the galley, and and uh, uh, there's uh, plates and dishes and spread and the hot food and the spirochetian pork is over at their end of the table. <laughs> you, you could always say something like, "Don't mind me, I'm just the cook." Yes. <laughs> Chief cook and bottle washer, that's me. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, well, we'll have our nice meal. People will sleep as they can, and then we'll do some interviews the next day before um, events start progressing. Okay. And uh, dinner is marvelous, I suppose. I quite enjoy it. <laughs> uh, add a character here. Uh, yes. The character uh, Andros, did you did you want to hold these uh, um, public relations interviews uh, in order to uh, in order to uh, find things out from them, uh, convince them of our point of view, or did you want to do it at dinner and then use the interviews to put forward the kind of PR that 
entirely um, up to you. I, I just didn't know which direction you wanted to take this in. I, I, I was thinking I could use the interviews to establish a public po position for them that if they um, try to do anything sneaky would be hard to back down from. Additional... Uh, Baiting the trap. Ammunition. It's just a matter Sweetening of the trap is what I meant to say. I'm sorry. Well, indeed, and they're much less. They're much more likely to go along with the plan if um, they have. They are confronted with them um, you know, of them agreeing to it ahead of time. Cool. Okay, but yes, I fully expect you to um, us to discuss uh, the possibilities at dinner. Cool. Okay. And I'm just, of course, making sure that you know when when. Making sure the ships. I don't really have a lot to do on the ship because it's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of, on autopilot. So, I just got to kind of make sure nothing weird is happening every once in a while. And Skirt a few singularities, cut a few parsecs off yeah, our course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I, I did do the Kessel run in less than twelve parsecs. I remember. <laughs> I may have been there. <laughs> Master Ronda, this Octorian laser fizz is an absolutely perfect, perfect choice for any dinner. Isn't it, Joe? Thank you. Yes, next time we are in port, I may have to pick up some uh, regular and creme brulee. I've heard it's absolutely amazing. There's a sweetness and a kick to it that just blows your mind. That classic taste with a new twist that's out of this world. <laughs> that's right. I'm just trying to envision creme brulee with a kick. <laughs> Scary, isn't it? Yep. And yet somewhat intriguing. Anyway. Dinner. Yes. Yes. Worcester's pretty much digging into his, into whatever's put in front of him. Polk, amazingly, is a bit more reserved, but he's still very, very calm, collected, trying to think of the word I'm trying to think of here, and it's... You get the idea, right? Yeah. Is he a spiral quiche man? <laughs> Apparently, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did either of you have an idea on how to start the conversation? Well, we could always take the direct approach. Hmm... <laughs> Mm. <laughs> that was actually unintentional, but... <laughs> yeah. When, 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 when all these things are cliches, it's hard to avoid them. Yeah. I could have a go, but I, I feel like I've been uh, hugging Spotlight quite a bit up to this point. So Don't I think... worry, we all have that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, Montauk. No, no, not, not that you've been hogging the spotlight. That <laughs> each sorry. of us hogs the spotlight. This is what we At one feel. time or another. Yes, but correct. another interpretation yeah. makes it so much funnier. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, open mouth, insert foot. Master, no, 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 really. Honestly. Podcast International. I think it's, yeah. I'll, I'll just go ahead and, uh, you know, I'm, I've already pegged myself as an incurable ham. I'll just keep going. <laughs> Or spirochish and pork, whichever. Uh, <laughs> Master, Master Polk, uh, Master Wooster, you do know indeed what what it is we have planned, the uh, dangers that we're about to face, or or are you are you appraised of that? You know we are going to take attempt to take the sample that you provided 
of the, the mystic net and that indeed we have with us again and use it as a lure to pull some or possibly all of the plasma dragons from the cornucopia collective and uh, hope that they will attack this massive ship that was repaired you do know that uh, that that's what's ensuing in, in the coming days Hulk's eyebrows raise at, at this news no I didn't but now that you say so do you mind if I make a few calls I I think perhaps you should remain just for a little while longer to uh, listen further we have time ah, and there's yes. really a number of dimensions to this that we have to consider indeed I think that as we uh, dig into dessert here, which, by the way, is absolutely splendid. It's a rock candy that's got liquor infused in it. it it's blue, you know. Uh, best yes, chilled. I see. Yes, and uh, quite sweet, very tasty. Uh, please do enjoy. I'm going to indulge. Uh, I'm going to indulge myself in telling uh, one of those after-dinner stories. Once upon a time, there were two pretty powerful corporations vying over control of a resource. And this resource, as it turns out, was discovered to be quite toxic, if not lethal, to an ancient form of life not too far away from where it was discovered. That form of life happened to be guarding what is probably the primary source of food in an entire sector of the galaxy. And that source of food, of course, was very lucrative and already under the control of yet another corporation. Well, it seemed that one, if not both, of these minor corporations with this material that was toxic decided that they might be able to make use of it to gain control of the food source by destroying the life form that was guarding it. Somehow, not and and stop me if you've heard this already <laughs> somehow not taking into consideration that an ancient race far larger than humans that built their ships out of this material had already engaged in an incredible battle with these things and lost also not taking into consideration that a good portion of the food production ships that were being fought over would be destroyed and that there'd be very little left of them, and that thousands would die. It was a very, very sad end to the tale, uh, in that uh, the resources of both the uh, small corporations with the material were severely depleted. A very long uh, and expensive and destructive war was fought within that sector of the galaxy, and in the end, there were even more wrecks on their way to the Mystic Net, and people were finding it harder and harder to find something to eat. That's the unhappy end of the story. The happy end of the story, uh, this is a different version that I heard, is that the two corporations had discovered that the material was toxic to the dragons guarding the galaxy sector's food source and had volunteered, volunteered, to destroy every piece of it by sending it into Beta and Epsilon at speed, anywhere it was found, so that no one would be tempted to destroy the plasma dragons, and that it would not be possible to start a long, protracted, expensive, and deadly war. I personally applaud and admire the integrity 
and the moral supremacy of those two companies in the second version of the story and I think that widespread public opinion of them would be increased markedly along with their bottom line because of the kind of publicity that they would get for doing such a thing. I'm staring directly at Polk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At this point, Worcester kind of swallows his mouth full of his food and and and, and then says, I say, that does ring somewhat familiar. You're trying to tell us something, aren't you? <laughs> and, and before we go any further, may I just say that although I have felt a little bit guilty because I've been kind of shutting up and letting you guys who are more... I'm more reactive in situations where, and you guys seem more thoughtful. This is why we let you have the microphone, sir. That was brilliant. <laughs> uh, no problem. I ain't going to say I'm not having fun, but uh, yeah. I'm... I'm... No, uh, honestly, we do each have, uh, I think, plenty of spotlight at various times. Yeah. So... We're not complaining. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Um, what is um, and actually, Polk is just kind of rolling his eyes at Worcester's reaction. So, uh, okay, Mr. Polk. Yes. What are your views on the merits of these two stories? Well, clearly, let's say that a company were to attempt something like uh, like was being described here. Now. Obviously, there are ways that you could work around that to not endanger the the resources in question and the these food resources. It is a very delicate balance, isn't it? Yes, mm. yes. Are we still way over Polk's, uh, Wooster's head? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. He's just like, he's just like, they're talking about you, aren't they, Polk? <laughs> Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Then, to which Polk turns to him and says, and which company has been funding this expedition again? Oh, well, that was... Hey! <laughs> it's nice to see that that company sent one of their brightest minds along to... Uh... Oh, that's excellent. Oh, that, is, that is so cool. I am dazzled. <laughs> I would like to... Uh... I would like to uh, spend a fate ship and and tag Ivan Archangel's aspect of what is it moral indignation? Yeah. Okay, so we're playing bad cop bad cop. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh Master Polk, obviously the um, the story could be considered uh, a real-time assessment of our situation now or as a simple parable. However, If nothing else, you do understand the power of public opinion. Now, sitting next to me is no one other than Ivan Archangel, the one that exposed the pirate water devaluation and smuggling in that expose that you must have seen. He is also the one that blew the lid off the Beetlejuice smuggling ring long ago when that major criminal figure, that historic crime boss, Pagliacci Ramon, was uh, uh, tearing up this section of the galaxy and gathering up all kinds of gold and treasure and credits. It it was uh, no one but Ivan Archangel himself that discovered where all those treasures were hidden and in a live broadcast 
through IGNC, he in fact opened Pal Ramon's vaults. And I think you'll find that when he speaks, when he speaks, the galaxy listens. And whatever portions of the truth that he decides to reveal, because he's not going to reveal any untruths, whatever portions of the truth he decides to reveal, I think um, it would be in your best interest to make them good, pleasant, and happy truths for the bottom line of Betacore. And this is me not playing the game correctly. Yeah. It is, because I just tagged your aspect, and I... <laughs> I just went <laughs> went ahead and described you and everything you do after tagging your aspect. Jeez. No, that's fine because I could I could duct tape, man. I'm getting I could stand I can stand for that without having to say anything. That works. <laughs> At any rate, I thought you were setting him up so that he would be like, "This is all this audacity." I'm, I'm getting like there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, sorry. Uh, uh, you sitting, settling back. I, yeah. yeah. You. I thought that name was familiar. Polk says to Ivan. I thought you knew who I was all along. <laughs> you are the greatest minds in, in galactic commerce right here. I know. Uh, <laughs> wow. Um, let's see. So you can see that through the proper application of publicizing this whole endeavor, things could come out very well for your two corporations as long as we all work together to maintain stability in the status quo in this region, any unnecessary disruptions would just harm everybody. What about my shareholders? We're telling you about, about galaxy-wide famine and potential wars breaking out, and all you can think of... Oh. That should actually be you. God damn it. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. I, God, no, it's really not. I, hey, if I can do it, you can do it. Retcon. <laughs> yeah, no, because I, I apologize. I didn't even think before. I just, okay, retcon. No. Shutting up now. Uh, hmm. Let's see. Um, so where was Polk going with that sudden realization of where he's seen me before? <laughs> um, what about... My shareholders. Your shareholders. Yes, right now we're just a small, single-system mining corporation. But we could grow to be more than that. Hmm. You could. Uh, your primary focus, I take it, is the mining operation in the rubble, yes? Yes. And since I, I figure from what is being not exactly implied around this table, you know, what else are we going to do with this stuff? Our entire business model is based on this stuff. The revelations of the day have not really told us any more of what you could really do with it, has it? Uh, it's, it for, for the most part, it's still pretty much a useless commodity. The only thing we found that it can do is, if it can be manipulated, it can be in construction projects of various sorts, and... We've already established that um, it can be harmful to the plasma dragons. But that, just because it can be, doesn't mean it's a really good idea to use it in that manner. 
I Let's... might be able to help in a certain respect here, Master Archangel, mm -hmm. Master Polk. If you, uh, if Betacore actually decided to engage in the operation of destroying all found material of this type in order to prevent the destruction of the plasma dragons and the imbalance of power and the destruction of the food source, I do know one or two individuals particularly well-placed in government that might be able to speak in the right ears, which, along with the kind of public opinion that would be overwhelmingly in Betacore's favor, were you to decide to destroy this stuff, would result in government contracts and subsidies in order, in fact, to place all of this material into the nearest two stars that you could get them thrown into. Hmm. The government is going to do the math. It'll be far, far cheaper to pay you and put whatever resources it has into destroying this lethal material immediately rather than having to put garrisons and station new space patrols all around what's left of the Cornucopia Collective in the event of a, of a war. It'll be far cheaper in the long run for them to help you. Hmm. And the special material aside, is the general mining operations in the rubble unprofitable? Well, somewhat, but not as potentially profitable as the rubble or as potentially profitable as running the collective. But as far as uh, Montab's point, give me a report check. Hmm. Reaching for the die that he hasn't had in his hand. <laughs> mm -hmm. Here we go. <sighs> Minus one. Minus one, and I think if I took rapport, did I take rapport? I think I did. At average. That's what I have on here anyway. Yeah. Well, I just rolled a minus one on the two die. Which puts you at a zero total. Hmm. Let's, uh, let's take this to extremes, Mr. Polk. Let's, um... Let's look at that other unhappy ending one more time. If, in fact, the worst were to occur, I don't believe that with the uh, kind of resources Master Archangel has at hand, there would be any doubt in anyone's mind in the entire galaxy just who it was that was responsible for setting a poor choice of actions into motion. Well, obviously, we would be doing it at Pangalactic's behest. Isn't that right, Wooster? What? <laughs> <laughs> Master Polk, do you know what placing a bet means? Of course. You have uh, your own interpretation of placing a bet as uh, something that probably means gambling, yes? Yes. Well, in intelligence, uh, intelligence circles, and indeed in news gathering and reporting circles, it means something entirely different. It means sending out a blade-beamed encrypted transmission of very, very delicate information. In this case, I have placed a bet to Veratus 5, meaning that the encrypted information I have is, is not going to disappear. Ever. So, yes, I've placed a bet. And while it might seem Veratus. like gambling to some, Veratus 5, yes, the Cahoom that control the, the money and the information in the Veratus system, they will also store information for a price for anyone that, that cares to keep it safe. And if, uh, 
if you believe you can get something from the Cahoom, particularly something that belongs to me without actually being me, then you're less informed than I took you for. Would you like to know what that information was? Okay. <laughs> Master Archangel, may I take the liberty of pressing play on your cambot? Yes, I think that's a very good idea. I reach over to his cambot and press play. Think of the possibilities. We'll have the information. Our corporations can, can gather the materials, drive those dragons off, and then drive the Elephantine Corporation away from those pods, and Pan Galactic can take over, give Beta Core our particular kickbacks for helping. There's all kinds of money to be made there, man. I hope we can reach an understanding here. I'll take a fake point for that. <laughs> That's great. I'm willing to give up my fate point over to Ivan Archangel because I will confess I discussed that ahead of time with him, and I wouldn't have been able to do it without his cooperation. Mm -hmm. So I'll I'll leave myself at four, and if you want to, uh, whatever. (laughs) That felt so good. Fate point. That was great. That's good. I'm sipping my Arcturian laser fizz and staring at Polk and Worcester. <laughs> Worcester just kind of stops mid bite of whatever he's he's eating and is turned white as a sheet. Polk is just like, mm-hmm. You know, kind of like. Uh, What's-his-name's character did it in RoboCop the first time Ed 209 screwed up? <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. I, like, I think that it would not be beyond the realm of possibility that were you to voluntarily dispose of all of the special rubble material, that you can negotiate with the government to expand your mining operations in other systems, thereby thereby, uh, accruing more profits for your shareholders, and much in the way of improving your popular public opinion through such an altruistic act. Yes, well, I suppose in light of further developments I guess that would be a wonderful idea (laughs) splendid excellent we thought you'd find it so I raise my glass as we all do to toast that's right to to a peaceful and profitable resolution to this endeavor here here Clink, clink, clink. I say, good, good show, man. Oh, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Priceless. I love it. Ooh, pass some more of the liquor rock rock, rock candy. It's love. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. Hmm. Based on your attempt to say that, I'm not sure you need any (laughs) more. What? 
Cara, tá velho, que tá fez. Fez. I want some, man. I want some more rum candy with the rock in it. And the fizz stuff for the Arctur. <laughs> Spira Keisha, five dollars, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Simpsons. Oh, so, moving along, about this whole attracting the dragons to go take on the ship thing. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I was wondering where we'd have to run the line for that. Would we have to feed it out the airlock or something, or is... Essentially, yeah. Tow cable. Yeah, okay. Take a deep breath. (laughs) (laughs) And do these ships, like, have a directional communication laser? Sure. Sure. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. I was just saying that we could we could use that to um, illuminate the chunk of rubble, um, and that might enhance its um, uh, attractiveness to the dragons. Ooh, good call. Yeah. Okay. Come in. Oh. <laughs> I think they're just dropping off a package. Huh. I've just been the source of all kinds of interruptions this evening. I'm really sorry. <laughs> uh, no worries. Life, Life goes continues. on, unfortunately. Yeah. That's okay. I still don't think that that, that beats my the last session, the phone call from somebody from one of my other games. <laughs> <laughs> Converging non-realities. Yes. <clears throat> okay. Um, was there anything else to consider about our plan then? Other than implementing it. <laughs> I, I suppose what uh, what we should be ready to do, at least uh, if we are lucky enough to get close to the large battleship before these things catch up with us and fry us, uh, hoping we're fast enough, is, is the ability to release the cable with the sample on it so that we can if you'll pardon my French, get the hell out of the way. And I volunteer to stand by to do that, unless it's not necessary. Okay. Uh, oh, uh, we, we st- I still want to do the interviews before that happens. Uh, we don't have to role-play that, that out, I don't think. Um, we'll just get lots of nice um, patriotic and um, statements from everybody about the, the peaceful resolution of the whole s- situation. And um, that should pretty much do as nice... Um, filler for uh, the rest of the action when we get everything edited cool. together. Cool. If we can, I, w- I want to get other cameras set up. Well, we could use the ship scanners themselves to um, get a f- feel for the action and, and use bits of that, right? Sure. Okay. Uh, you know, oh, you know what's been bothering me this whole time? I'm wondering if there was a way to actually track where the battleship was at any given time hmm. something that unusual you know i know our, our scanners probably have a limited range but um if there's some sort of a general sector scan com- capability uh they might very well be able to keep track of where it is would you like to make a declaration oh, i'm trying to think of what kind of declaration um you mean oh declare that that's what we want you could come up with a, a means by which it could be tracked and use the declaration to make it so. Just cost 85 points. 
mm-hmm. a, la, a la the Tesla thing from the first Sunsea game. Okay. Right. Well, I, I can invoke power of the press to get cooperation from the uh, Space Patrol. There you for go. kind of feeding, uh, feeding us a g- general um, updates on um, what the whole situation is evolving into. Excellent. There you go. That works. You got to figure the Mystic Collective probably called nine 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 two. Oh, they sure could. Absolutely. I bet you they have uh, really superior scanners also. Yeah, and they ended so, their call with, "We knew this was going to happen." Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. You've got uh, rough locations on the uh, the battleship itself. Somewhat sketchier information about the Planck's Revenge and. Apparently, some news that somehow they'd gotten a hold that the pirates somewhere along the way had gotten a hold of a couple of Nova bombs. Oh, 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 oh lovely! <laughs> That's upping the ante. Yeah. The space control gave us information about the Nova bombs. Yes. Okay, so they know all about that. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, what a Nova bomb! Is that as bad as it sounds? <laughs> <laughs> It's like multiple. <laughs> yeah, that most definitely fits in the unusual weapon category for yeah. the like, ship rules. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I don't suppose there's any kind of a defense against them, is there? Rapid movement away. Yeah. <laughs> in the other room. Prayer and tightly closed eyes. Mm. Clenched buttocks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so how are we... Snagging these uh, these like dragons now. Yeah. Um, hmm. The, the the Nova bombs were put on the pir- the Planck's Revenge. Correct. And do we know if the Space Patrol were going to try to go after the Planck's Revenge or try and assist with the ship, or do they have a plan as far as that goes that they've told us? They're going to, to uh, try to catch up in time to assist with the uh, the ship. Their main concern is going to be keeping the uh, collective cleared, and they're also calling in naval assets as far as the Planck's Revenge and the Nova bombs and all that. Okay, yeah, I, I, what I was uh, going to suggest was I'm wondering if uh, the Space Patrol were going to primarily be concerned with the... Um, the the capital ship. Do we have to actually enge- help engage the pirates, or is that are other elements from the space patrol going to be doing that? Um, they are going to be looking for them. Yes. Um, as far as the capital ship goes, they are trying to get naval elements into the area, but that might take a little bit more time. So your help would be very much appreciated if it could be given. Okay. Um, and our plan getting their act together. So. Okay. And our plan was that once the dragons start chasing us. Uh, we were thinking they would go for the bigger sh- concentration of the material once they saw that. Mm-hmm. Yes, particularly yes. if we let go of the sample and let it, under inertia, proceed toward the big uh, big ball battleship of yellow. Oh, good. I, I like that plan better than us flying directly toward the horribly weaponed battleship. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> That's logic. <laughs> No, we can't have that, can we? <laughs> yes, we've grown accustomed to breathing. We'd like to continue. <laughs> All right, I'm going to take position uh, uh, temporarily, at least, before we uh, 
whatever. As we're approaching the Cornucopia Collective, uh, the, the sample is strung out on the end of the tether out of the airlock, and I am in a substation on, in the cockpit assisting Captain Rondar in whatever maneuvers he wishes to proceed with. All right. <clears throat> Whoa. What the heck was that? <laughs> okay. Now, so we're coming up on... Give, give me a scene description here, because I'm... We've been talking about the what-ifs and yeah. such, and I'm not okay, clear as to where um, we actually are currently. Okay, you're arriving at the Cornucopia Collective, going past the system defense boats, with the sample of the rubble trailing behind the ship on a tether. Right, right. And you're yeah. heading in to start attracting dragons. Okay, so we don't... Do we... I mean, I know we heard about the ship with the bombs on it, the pirate ship with the bombs, but we don't actually see it at this point. Correct. Okay, I'm just making sure. Okay, then uh, let's just see if the dragons come to us. Do we... How are you going through there? Going through... Are we being stopped by any... I mean... No, no, you're just... Now, the uh, the system defense boats around the collective already know what, what you're doing. They're letting you yeah. you go, go through... It's just a matter of how you want to approach the actual dragons. Oh, okay. Let's uh, try and get around to the f- to the uh, front, you know, toward toward one of them's toward, toward the head of one of them, and make sure they can smell or see or whatever it is that we think attracts them to this stuff. Yeah, we and, were fairly close okay. before when that little one started following us, weren't we? We were about an hour away when he, or, well, we don't know when he started following us, but. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, uh, something else we want to think about is when we do release the thing, uh, we can track it with the laser so that it stays illuminated. And maybe um, try to use it to illuminate the larger one once they uh, get in contact with each other. That might kind of help emphasize what what's going on. Maybe and if all else fails, we'll just throw another cargo container out and see if we can get them to. <laughs> At least the pups would follow us. That's right. Catch. <laughs> you want one for a pet, don't you? Well, no, I just figured if the pups are going after it, then the other dragons might go after them, and we start a big chain. Oh, well, that's a and, very good uh, point. Yeah. So having said that, that yes, changes sir. my answer to his question, which was, so I'm going to look to see if we can find a smaller... One of the smaller, so we're talking about big old plasma dragons and saying smaller, but yeah, one of the uh, smaller ones. All right. Because I actually think I was saying that as a last resort, but I actually think that might be a damn fine way to do this. All right, you fly in. uh, A couple of them start approaching. One of them veers off. Another one circles your ship a couple of times before veering off and trying to plasma blast the be like sample being trailed behind you. Oh dear. <laughs> permission to punch up speed, Captain. <laughs> uh, permission granted. I punch up speed. <laughs> Fast is good. Yes. Matter of fact, that's what I'm typing into the console. Fast is good. <laughs> Enter. <laughs> okay, several of the other children start branching off and trying to blast at the sample. 
a few of the adults start to peel away from the pods and are starting to follow along, too. Well, that's something of a good sign that they're trying to blast it from a distance instead of trying to grab it. I was thinking that would bode better for our main plan. Yeah. Because, mm. you know, for all I knew, they would be going, ooh, shiny. <laughs> or we could have been completely wrong and they went, run away, run away. Which would have completely screwed our plan. Pretty much. Whenever one of one of these things gets close to the sample at, at at all, it tends to get within maybe oh thirty feet of it and then do its best to recoil away from it. So hmm. Okay, so we were wrong in that it's not they don't get attracted to it. They hate um, it. They hate it. Mm. So perhaps we should uh <laughs> rethink this whole thing. Uh, Which part? Well, the part about having it hanging out there in the first place. It's a heck of a time to to, <laughs> to reconsider that. Personally, Captain, uh, I much prefer that it were hanging out far behind us than actually be on board with us or cut loose. If it's cut loose, they won't follow us to the massive battleship we're heading towards out there somewhere. And uh, if it's on board, of course, they'll just simply be trying to fry the ship itself. Yes, but I have to think of, well, yeah, but they're going to be trying to fry the ship itself anyway with it behind them, behind us, and... Uh, well, I'm holding oh. up a fate point and saying it's not your fault. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, okay, I'll take that. And he, he says, great plan, guys. Oh, this is lovely. You really know how to, we're going to be lucky to get, uh, if we don't get fried ourselves here. <laughs> All right. Uh, incoming uh, information indicates that apparently the tracking for both the Plank's Revenge and the battleship have converged. So apparently they, they have rendezvoused. Hmm. Now I'm assuming that um, I've, we've, we've laid in course for uh, the location of the massive uh, repaired battleship as as it was transmitted to Ivan from the uh, from the space patrol, and that's that's exactly where yes. we're headed, right? Okay. Correct. Okay. Uh, uh, Master okay, Ronda, so Master Ronda, shall I stand by to release the tether uh, as we get close to the ship? I can, I can be down there in two shakes. Yeah. Why don't we get you ready for that? And uh, all right then. Off I go. Have we? Do we have a feeling about how fast, it, how maneuverable that big ship is? Someone give me a uh, starship engineering check. Okay. I've, under my skills, I have it listed at plus three. Oh. Yeah, you, 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 you do that. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. <laughs> Remains to be seen whether that was a good call or not, but we'll see. Let's see. Here we go. Oh, trust me. Based on what I just rolled, it's a good call. All right. Once again, I roll on the die. I roll a negative one, so that puts it at two. All right. 
given an, an analysis of what its apparent intact capabilities would be, it's reasonably maneuverable. Of course, the inertia involved with something of that mass, it's going to be so-so. It isn't going to be making any quick hairpin turns or or bootlegger reverses or anything like like that. So oh, Okay. I just wanted to make sure that uh, we could um, release it far enough ahead of it that we weren't in, you know, direct danger, perhaps not even within range of its guns, and it wouldn't be able to maneuver out of the way of the thing. Mm-hmm. We do know it has active weaponry, right? Yes. So, um, okay. Tank, uh, are the ship's shields repaired? Yes. Okay. I know this is a hell of a time to ask that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They better be. Come on, baby. Hold together. <laughs> <laughs> And we're out of gas. Yeah. All <laughs> power to the forward deflector shield. <laughs> Intensify forward fire power. <laughs> ah! Yeah. We're not going to do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're closing in on the... You, you see the battleship slowly enlarging ahead of you in the uh, in the view screen. At one point, you get to the point where you can actually see this little speck next to it, representing the the plank's revenge. Okay, are we between the, the dragons, dragons and it? Yes, yes. And are they uh, moving? Continuing to move toward it? Yep. Or okay, then I propose we uh, duck under it. Okay. Okay. Do. Do I need to roll for anything? No. Oh, what in particular are you doing again? As far as are you still letting go of the the sample and all that? Doing this, or or you have something else in mind here? Well, I'm thinking the whole big ship is one huge. Yeah, we can let go of the sample, but I want to make sure that you know we're if they're if we're between them and the ship, I want to make sure we you know get out of the way. Let them, <laughs> so I was thinking just of of uh, diving the ship down so that we're underneath the big the big ship so that okay yeah cool okay uh, somebody give me a ship systems check can we all try it yeah four good five. good three five you nice <laughs> All of you notice that as as you start getting into what would be inside of the uh, battleship, the uh, energy output in it starts spiking, big time. No oh, bugger. <laughs> okay, maybe we don't duck under the uh, ship, or we carry out your plans precisely as you as you intended, only with a great deal more alacrity. Yeah, there you go. That works. That works too. <laughs> yeah. It's basically as as though some very seriously powerful sources of energy got wired into into this thing's energy network somehow. Okay, it's either charging weapons or it's or she's gonna, gonna blow. She's gonna cap. <laughs> and I can't imagine why it would be the latter. Um, well, let's jettison the thing and then uh, make a quick 
dive down underneath. Hopefully, the uh, dragons will will start blasting it before it has a chance to complete its buildup there. Releasing tow cable now. Mm-hmm. Detach! <laughs> just as a point of information, right. uh, uh, just out of curiosity, we didn't we didn't draw all of the plasma dragons away from the collective, right? Um, or did we? Uh, uh, a fair number of them, but but not all. Ah, uh, good. Okay. <laughs> thank you. I, I just I was worried about that. Don't yeah. know why, but <laughs> okay. Thank you. Yeah. You probably in the end ended up with about two thirds of them, but uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was a good thought, guys. Okay, so we're, we're moving down under... We're diving underneath the uh, big ship. All right, give me a, a starship flight check. Okay. Or a, a starship piloting, yeah. Okay. Okay, starship piloting is great, and the other thing is average, so... That would be five to start with, and four to end up with. <laughs> so I'm at great. Yes. Yeah, you easily get out of the way of of this thing. It basically keeps plowing forward into the the formation of dragons, which scatters around it. It begins slowing. Dragons attacking it. Yeah, yeah, they're starting to uh, the. Are starting to hit. Let's see. It's not actually dodging or anything. So, you know, the um, its uh, energy shields are holding up at least at first. Looks like they're starting to to weaken though. It's actually stopping in the middle of this group of dragons flying o- around it, and the uh, energy within keeps building up. The mm. uh, the sensors show. Okay. Um, is there anything you think we could do? Not that well, I can think of. Is there? That's. We're pretty. I mean, it's like two behemoths, and we're the big, the. <laughs> we're mm. the little bug. That's... Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, the one little bug that's accompanying that big yellow ball, uh, somehow yeah, got I was... hold of. Somehow got hold of Nova bombs. Well. I wonder uh... what they're doing at this point. Yes. Do we know where they are? Mm. Oh. oh, you had a uh, one of you had a, a ship systems check of of five there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now that you think about it, the uh, power s- signature is something along the lines of a a Nova bomb's warm up. Egad! Oh crap! Well, we know what they were. Oh, doing. maybe they've turned the thing into a one big bomb. The universe's largest fragmentation grenade. Yeah. Crap. Yeah. And we're under it. And we've lured the dragons to it. I feel like shit. <laughs> um. Uh-oh. Let's see. What can we do to scare the dragons away? <laughs> we just spent the last further ten away. minutes trying to get them here, and now we're trying to fetch anyone? Actually, yeah. I mean, um... Oh, contact the um, cornucopia 
collective real quick and see if they have any sort of a signal they know of that they can recall the dragons. All right, I get on and, the get on the horn. And we want to be out of range too, by the way. <laughs> Actually, yeah, yeah, you guys get on the horn. I'm going to pilot us out of the try and get us out of the way of this before. Oh dear. In, in case we can't find a way to uh, stop it from signal. Um, if we could just signal and bring them back, you wouldn't have run into the one in in the first place. That was a thought. That was a thought. Um, okay. Is there anything that you know that irritates them a great deal or make, would make them leave a particular area? Other than the stuff that you mentioned in the briefing there, not really. What about... We've got about... Captain Ronda. Uh, about uh, 15 more minutes before the Nova bombs get to too critical. Captain Rondar, as long as we're close to this thing, I volunteer to try and get on board and deactivate that Nova bomb. I was just going to say, well, that's, that was my, well, I was just about to say, what about getting on board there and deactivate, or trying to deactivate it? Um, this isn't... Any chance we have. Yeah. And then maybe some of us could get on board the uh, Plague, what is it? Vengeance? Plague Vengeance? Planks, Planks Revenge. The Planks, Planks Revenge. God, I'm terrible with names. I'm sorry. And uh, making sure that the other one is dealt with if it's not already on the uh, if they're both not already on the uh, ship now the uh, uh, power s signature that you're getting doesn't indicate both of them are are on the the battleship okay um, wh while we're in route I'll try to pull up schematics on how to deal with uh, Nova bombs all right Let's see well they essentially begin building up uh, fusion reactions until uh, basically drawing from a nearby something. It's a bit hazy on that particular point. But uh, basically something that would in that could in interfere with the fusion reaction would be sufficient to shut these things down. You should also be able to get, if you can get to the bombs themselves uh, somewhere before or they hit two minutes till, then you should be able to actually shut them down. But if it gets close to that, you'll have to, to interfere with the reaction. They draw on some sort of external power source until that time? Uh, basically drawing uh, external from the external medium. You know, like, for example, space actually act has like oh, two or th three hydrogen atoms or something like that per square meter or something. I've got a very bad feeling about that, but I guess we'll have to go see. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully they don't actually have the thing stuffed in the reactor. Yes, our choice is either to deactivate the bombs or somehow um, advance in physics by two or three thousand years to defeat zero-point energy. I opt for the first option. If, uh, if we've lured all these, if I've lured all these creatures into this death trap, I don't want to live to see them killed. So, um, yes... Uh, the the instant that we're we managed to dock with this thing, because it's not moving around, right? It's just being its little grenade self amidst all these dragons, correct? Basically, yeah. Right. Um, the good news is that you don't necessarily have to dock with the externalmost portions of it. There is that big gash in the the side of it that gets fairly deep into the the ship's guts. Of course, it's gonna going to take a little yeah. bit of. Of fancy flying. I was just going to suggest that, yes. Fancy flying is my specialty. In your hands, Captain Rondar. Actually, one of my specialties. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Uh, Lure the dragons to it. They'll take care of it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I'm taking handfuls of Spirochetian pork and rubbing them all over my (laughs) face. (laughs) That helps, does it? It makes me look how I feel. I think I got up to seven. I got a four on the subtraction and six on the uh, addition, and I was at five to start with, so... That's a seven, yeah. Yeah, okay. I thought so. So I just... with... <laughs> Math, a, f- a few added... Yeah, a, a few added loops, pirouettes, and barrel rolls, and you're there. Sweet. Cool. <laughs> Do we need pressure suits at this point? Yes, you... You will. Uh, you're basically looking at like open sections of of the the ship at this point. All right. You're gonna bring Wooster and Polk with us. <laughs> without EV, without EVA suits, sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wooster's like, no, I don't think so. Thank you. I'll be in my cabin. <laughs> <laughs> that might be for the best. Mm. Make sure you take the keys with you. <laughs> Whatever. In my EVA suit, ready to ready to track down where this bomb is. Okay. I'm going. This is going to be great. Great footage. <laughs> great footage. Yes. I'm going to program CameraBot to transmit at kind of send a burst transmission to the last possible second, just in case. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, and I am going to take a very very quick uh, biological break. I'll be back in about a minute. So. Okay. Yogi. I'll catch up. Mark, this is the best possible spin on the ball you could have put. (laughs) Thinking to myself, oh, uh, we are so clever, we are so clever, we are so... You bastard. (laughs) Oh, perfect. Absolutely perfect. Oh, my God. Something. (laughs) Okay. And I was kind of kind of shocked when when Eric mentioned the possibility and then just dismissed it. Mm. And I was just like... A flying uh-huh. on board it? <laughs> yeah. Well, we thought it would be, uh, you know, manned. That would be kind of dangerous to try to get on board. Well, it were... is, sort of. Sort of. Keep you know. in mind that, keep in mind how the the uh, time gypsies have been have, have been dealing with this particular one so far. That's mm. true. They're, they're Projecting into there. the robotic bodies of the... Yeah. Mm-hmm. But those robotic bodies are are still there. Okay. I'm back. Sorry about that. Do we have um, personal weaponry? Sure. I've got my laser pistol. Yeah, uh, Captain Rondar is the best armed of the three of us. I've just got the stilettos for throwing. He's got a blaster, and and Ivan Archangel has the truth. I have the truth. I think I should have a gun also at this (laughs) point. (laughs) (laughs) That's a yeah, I learned from our last game. I I took fair at like four different weapon styles. Mm. <laughs> there you go. Well, hell yeah. I mean, has has kept has, has Tank Rondar got another gun to give to uh, Ivan? If, uh, if it's one? left up to me, I do. Unless the game master has any objections. Yeah. Uh, nah, go ahead. Okay. Uh, I give you a give you a ten fifteen PC atomizer. <laughs> I'll take the noisy cricket. <laughs> there you go. A PPC. Noisy cricket. 
<laughs> yeah, that'd just be the thing, wouldn't it? I'd do sailing across the room. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, even better if it was zero G. And uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know how far we can actually even trust um, uh, um, Archie Renfield. But uh, if he could just stay on communications on board the ship, just to keep a, keep us appraised if anything new or unusual happens out there. Although. I think most of our attention is going to be concentrated on the inside. I hope staying on board also. I hope so. Yes. I suggest yes. we lock yes. them in. For your own protection, gentlemen. Yes, we would. Yeah. That's true. We want in case the in case the ship is boarded, we want you to be possible for as long as possible until the space patrol can come and rescue you. Now, the interesting thing about Starblazer is they actually have stats for, for, like, different weapons, mostly, like, damage bonuses and that. Those throwing daggers are going to do an extra point or an, an extra stress per hit. Hmm. And the energy pistols are, are going to do plus four stress. Okay. Ooh, nice. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to find something to make sure that this book stays open to this page. <laughs> Those pistols on Babylon 5, were they PPC or PPG? I can't remember. PPG. Oh, okay, yeah. PPG. That's what I meant to say. Okay. I, I, I figured. Yeah. A, a PPC is a little bit different. It's mm. a mech-mounted weapon from Battletech. Oh. Oh, that would do. Yeah. <laughs> I'd only get one shot every 15 seconds, but that's okay. We one hell of a shot. That's... And the heat... <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. I'd have to wear a spiso suit, wouldn't I? <laughs> mm-hmm. But on the other hand, it wouldn't knock me back in zero G. True. Okay. All right, you get over there, and one of the uh, open hallways there. At this point, coming around one of the corners, down the hallway, are three of those robot bodies. All right. We don't have time to screw around. Let's take them out. Blast them whether or not they're occupied. Oh, well, they're they're moving around, so they are occupied. Okay, even better. Yeah. Okay. We have initiative. Initiatives. We need alertness, right? Yes. I have six. I have... <laughs> I'm at negative two. I am just... <laughs> oh, dear. Well, I'd have to focus on getting the, uh, you know, getting the ship all... Lined up just right. Yeah, exactly. So I, I haven't really been... I was still kind of preoccupied with, with that. Adam? I rolled a one. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's Ivan, the bots... Adam and Eric. So, all right. What's I been doing? I am... I, sh- I should have done exposition while we were still in the airlock. Okay, I guess I need to fire first, then an expose. expose um, talk about it later. Okay. <laughs> okay, I have a two. Okay. They're up by two at the moment. They're up by two. Yeah. Oh, great. Mm. 
So I'm going to use Not Afraid to get his hands dirty for a fate point. Okay. Again, that makes it even. Which was enough to do four stress to it, just if you want to just leave it there. Yeah. Oh, I, I forgot. The, the This weapon adds an extra two also, doesn't it? Extra four. Extra four? Oh, extra four stress, yeah. but I still have... It doesn't add a bonus to hit. You s- well, right, but once okay. you actually hit, it add, which the zero does, it adds the, the stress bonus on it. Of course, if you, if you want to go for, for more stress, then you can absolutely do that. But... Uh, yeah, no, I think I probably need to save some fate points for later. Damn. All right. Laser weapons are deadly in this game. Good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you get to the rocket launcher, which only does plus five, and you're just like, what? <laughs> yeah. So. Well, yeah, but you only have five stress. I suppose it can make it, like, plus ten, and then you just be, there's no chance for you to do anything. <laughs> you're just automatically taken out, <laughs> which would well, probably be what it was like. Oh, but the rocket launcher also counts as an explosive effect, so I guess that makes up for some of that. Uh, yeah. And right. You're using it against uh, machinery more than people anyway. Pretty much. Well, what are they right, going they've on? They've got some kind of... Um, yeah, they're next. They've got some kind of uh, of like rifles on them. One at each of you. So mm. the one that just got blasted is going to fire at Ivan, and mm. that's going to be a zero result. For it, how does your your uh, dodge go? Athletics is yeah. a two. Uh, I rolled a one, so that is a one. A minus, is, I rolled a minus one rather, so that's a one. Uh, right. Okay. Yeah, which is still en- enough to to have them miss you. Mm-hmm. The next one at uh, at tank. Oh, lovely. And this time it's a five. Oh! Okay, let's see. Thankfully, the dice were with me, and I rolled an eight. That's a miss, yes. Mm, Excellent. And Montab. That's a two on the attack. And I... They cancel out at zero... And I've got an athletics of five. That's uh, under so skills. So you're in, you're in good shape. <laughs> good. <laughs> good. And you're up next, Anna. And I am up next. How many of these you, did you say there were? Three. Three. One I'm, for each of you. All right. I'm. Um, wow, this is the first time I'm actually going to get to use this dagger jacket thing. So I'll confess, I'm not quite sure how to apply all this. Under stunts, I've got good arm for throwing. Under skills, I've got... Weapons at great, and I would, of course, invoke the aspect Dagger Jacket, and I would be aiming for the uh, robot that uh, Archangel already damaged, and I don't know, do I get to pull out two and and fling two daggers at the thing, or is it just a one shot, I pull out one dagger and throw it? In other words, the cross-arm thing where you haul the daggers out and you go over-arm with both arms and... Give it a minus one, and you can make the two-dagger attack. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to go ahead and try for that. Okay, dice rolled me a minus three. So that makes it minus four. 
I don't even know what I'm starting with here. The aspect is what, two points or one point? Well, the aspect is is worth two, and you start with your weapon skill. Weapon skill is four. Yeah. Don't forget, you don't need to invoke the aspect unless you need the extra points. Yeah, I was thinking negatively. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Just well, trying to save right. your fate point if necessary. Well, it's a, the, good. That's a good thing. That's mm -hmm. wise. All right, I, 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 I rolled myself a negative three with the minus one trying for a double dagger. That makes it a oh. negative four. If my weapon skill is at plus four, that takes it to zero. Does the stunt come into a good arm for throwing come into it in any way so far as numbers are concerned? I don't think so. It's just if you need extra range, you can throw it farther. Oh, okay. Well, so then I guess I, I would, I'm going to go ahead and spend the fate point and invoke uh, Dagger Jacket and take me down to, takes me down to four fate points. Mm. All right. But I, I do want to hit this thing. Mm-hmm. All right, let's see here. Mm-hmm. The result comes out even, so that's the plus... Two for the daggers, and it needs to make needs to take a consequence. So it essentially counteracts the one damage. It still has the one stress, but it is now shorting out. Hmm. Eric, uh, that's a plus. Okay, I am. How do multiple actions work in this game again? You you does it just dis, dis subtract one um, for each additional action or? I'm thinking of taking a shot at the two that haven't been affected yet. Uh, basically, within reason, I would say most actions probably a minus, a minus one or a minus two. Okay. Depending on on, on the actual action. Well, I'm just going to fire my pistol at two of them instead of just firing one, one round and one the next round. I figured I would just. But uh, okay, make it a, a minus two, and they'll they'll both have. Dodges. Okay. Are, so are, are you shooting at the undamaged ones? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so... I started at five, lowered by two, you said? Yes. So that's three. And it ends at three. When all is said and done. But I'm going to make it five... Well, let me... Okay. <laughs> you know, I am going to make it five um, with my living by the sword aspect. Fair enough. All right, so... Oh, and plus... Well, assuming I hit, plus four would be... Wow. Cool. Okay, number two had a defense of minus one, and it's just going to concede, so... Cause that, because that was just nasty there, so... And <laughs> your total, again, was... How much again? Um, it was five. Five. Okay, so it's five. And then, you know, plus the whatever stress for the, the four for the pistol, if I hit. Okay, yeah. That takes the other one down to minus one stress total, and it's going to... Mm, so we end up only taking three... Well, wait a minute, let me see what the... It's going to end up only taking two stress, but it's missing an arm. Okay. Can it still operate its weapon one-handed? Basically, yeah. When it starts attacking you, 
you can tag the aspect to make it uh, to okay. to give it a minus two or whatever. And the the first time out, you you get to tag it for like free. So. Mm. Oh, good. I and like you're free. up. So. And I am yes. up. Okay. Yeah. We've, we've got Sounds two like left. One plan. is shorting out. Yeah, one is shorting out. The other one is missing an arm. Okay, we'll go for the one that's missing an arm. All right. Now, the, is, is the one that's shorting out still fighting? Yes. Oh. Okay, well... Okay, I'll shoot at the one that's shorting out, because I think we can tag the arm aspect uh, to aid our defense if we need to, right? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, so I'll go for that one and leave the other one for now. Okay. Okay, uh, that cancels out, so I have a two to hit. All right, and its roll canceled out, which mm. gives it a, a two defense, so that takes it to minus three again. It's going to concede this time, so it is down. The one that's left is shooting a tank. Which and is, this is the one with this is the one with the that that whose arm is is gone. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So so you have a free tag on its lost arm for defense. Its oh, attack hell. is currently seven. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm at two. Um, wow. Okay, I'm going to. Did you say that tag of the of the arm is a freebie, or is right. it? Okay, I'm going to take that tag. Okay, so that puts it down to a five. And uh, I am also. Or I suppose you could force it to re-roll. I'm not really sure on that, but... Hmm. You might want to Ooh, look at that. That would be... Wouldn't that be better? Well, no, because you're adding to your own defense. True, yeah. So True. you would so, be, Yeah, so that would make okay, my... Yeah, so it's, it's down to a... So it's down to three right now. Yeah, um, it's a difference of three. So. And I'm going to take a minor consequence. Well, hold on. Let's figure out what the actual stress is going to be first. Is you've got a difference of three right there. Yeah. And the rifle is an extra three, so it's a total of six. So you're at minus one. So... The consequence, oh, okay. the minor consequence. That, yeah, so the, the minor consequence would be a minus. Would take away two of that stress. You would be back with. You would be back up to one stress box. Wait, what? How'd that work? Wait a minute. Okay, he had. Wait, the original hit was the, was the right seven. Is right. And basically, it, it, it had gone down to a a difference between your your defense and his attack, a difference of like three, right? Right. Right. Oh, the rifle, like yours does. It. it, it I has see. I a, see. I see. We were just we were dealing on. with yeah. we were dealing with the hitting just the base roll. Yeah. Right. And so then we, I would do better then to to try and negate the other three with aspects. Then. Okay. I. I Okay, I keep forgetting that in this one, damage and the hit are kind of separate. Yeah. Um, damage bad. 
Yeah, yeah, wow, jeez. Okay, I'm going to use a fate point then, and uh, I am going... I've fought these guys before... Well, actually, I haven't. Can't use that. Yeah, I'll use Living by the Sword again. Although I'm trying to figure out a way to to uh, utilize that. I'm going to, at my earliest opportunity, change that aspect to something else, because it's just very... I don't... It's very vague. Ah, uh, Living by the Sword, I know how these guns work and I happen to know that uh, sometimes the trajectory of the laser <laughs> can go a little to the right so I duck at just the right angle to send the two I just realized even if I do this I've got one he's got one yeah on me so what was your uh, die roll I ended up with five Okay, so, yeah, that's, so the uh, reroll wouldn't help you too much then. No. No, but I I could use, I'll use one more fate point to add the other one to it, and that'll right. knock it down to zero. That'll make it, yeah, that'll make it even, you would still take the bonus stress, but that's only three points. And okay. And you don't have to take any 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 consequences. Unless you really, really want to, but that's, you know. Yeah, no, I'll save that for if I get hit again. <laughs> All right. Okay, Adam? Okay, I'm going to go ahead and try for the double dagger throw again, starting at minus one. Double sixes. Zero. Hmm. Uh, my weapon's under skills at, at plus four. Okay. So you with the with is that so so with the minus one that's a three. Their defense came out to a minus two, so that's a difference of five. So that's seven, which is four over its current stress. Oh, let's see. How much fun can I make this? No, I'm not going to go the Muddy Python Black Knight route here. It's <laughs> <laughs> it's it's going to concede that one, so the way is clear. Charging down the corridor. Okay. Through the airlocks. Mm -hmm. Trying to get our bearings. All I was going to ask you, does, do our pressure suits give us any kind of... Like, I'm assuming the answer is no, because we, ne we haven't really... But do our pressure suits give us any kind of armor... Oh, we'll call it light armor. It, it it only protects against projectile weapons, and it's only a minus one. But that would probably help again help with yours. So, uh, so give yourself one uh, one stress back on that okay. one. You would have only taken two. Okay. All right. Okay. So energy we... signature. Sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say we continue going after uh, going trying yeah. to find the source of the Nova bombs. We'll have to yeah, the, make up uh, some appropriate narration for the camera as we're going along. We are. I am with a team of intrepid patriots seeking to defuse a bomb that threatens the very food source of this region. <laughs> what was that? The Star Star Trek uh, battle music. 
That one. You know, like when he's fighting the Gorn. Thanks. Okay, anyway. <clears throat> I was thinking Wrath of Khan, so that was... Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I just watched that the other night. That Oddly was... enough, that's a <laughs> very similar situation. <laughs> now that I think about it. Yeah, except for... Hey, speed in three minutes and we're all dead. <sighs> it's pretty close to that by by this point from the energy readings, but fortunately it also means it's really easy to follow when you get to the engine room. The engine um, room, and there it is. Is that where it is? Yes. Okay. Yes, they got two of these things wired into the uh, power systems. Uh, there's a couple of, of, of these bots there. They turn around. These um, sort of energy lances sprout from their, ha- sprout from their, their hands as they, as they face you. Hmm. Energy lances? So, well, like... Energy swords. That's like... Okay, I just want to make sure I'm clear on the concept of what this actually... Was. So, it's, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and yes, I have stats for energy swords here, so... Nice. Okay. Well, I guess we Shoot the Dalek in the eyepiece. It's their most vulnerable spot. <laughs> Let's see... How many turns we have. Yeah, how far are we... How are we doing for time? Let's see. Well, time of... Real time bomb time. A number of exchanges to go. It's there. There, there aren't any actual in, uh, timer in, indicators on on these, but there there are there are power gauges which are way up. I knew, we, we we had an idea of roughly how much time we had from the um, what they said it needed for build up because we have to go. Well, Take care of them before we get to two hours to detonation. Uh, two two minutes to detonation. Hmm. You're pretty close. Hmm. Are any one of the three of us uh, particularly good at defusing bombs? Uh, I've got some training. I imagine uh, Captain Rondar as a security of an uh, ex-security chief. You would have some training as well. You'd think, wouldn't you? What? Uh. <laughs> I don't have anything. Let's put out out of character. I don't have anything on my list of things here that says really good at defusing bombs. Yeah, neither do I. So but, I'm trying. Uh, to, I do have an aspect though that would come in very handy in this situation. Mm. Yeah, I do it's, too. It's never too late. <laughs> I'm just wondering if we should like uh, um, split up our efforts so that two are taking care of robots while one is jumping right on this uh, bomb defusing thing, or all three of us try to take the robots out first and then whatever. How many robots are there? Two. Two? Yeah, I think yes. splitting our effort might be good, a good idea then. Because, um, yeah, what was it? But the first solution is to uh, rip out the uh, power cables, right? Or, or blow them off? <coughs> yeah, That's one that possibility. Mm-hmm. It'll either succeed or you won't know anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pretty much. Should, yeah, we won't know it. Should we roll to determine who who is going to put, uh, go on the bombs? Um, what skill would help with that? Well, you have a, a skill. Oh, okay. We're just pretty much trying to sever the cables, so maybe we don't need a skill for that. If that's actually well, the way to go. <laughs> well, the the uh, thing is that even even severing the the power cables would still have. I mean, you would still have the actual bombs to to deal with. 
Yeah, but they wouldn't be in imminent uh, danger of exploding then. Well, they've been building they? up power for... Well, they've been using the power from the reactor as an adjunct, like you were talking about earlier that you were hoping that they didn't do. Ah, uh, I was... Yeah, I thanks a lot. You put the idea in his head. <laughs> <laughs> See, and you wonder why I don't want to talk during some of these things. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I hope they don't do that. And he says, <laughs> "That's a good idea." <laughs> um, no, I was thinking that they actually needed the external power, and then if they were cut off from that power source before that time, they wouldn't have built up enough charge to actually detonate. Well, um, I mean, they, they would build up over time, anyways. Just that, and it, it, it kind of pulls from the surrounding, you know, what little bit of elements it, could, it finds in the nearby space, or if it happens to be in a, an atmosphere, it can draw off of that. Uh, so, so does that accelerate the amount of time before they yes. explode, or does it just make the explosion weaker? <laughs> uh, uh, or stronger? It, it, well, well, basically, it, it, it goes to a, a certain explosion point, no matter what. It's just how fast it gets there. I okay, so by severing the cables, this, they get me by time. Right. They've got this rigged to go fast. Mm -hmm. So, and really basically this. deal with We them. want to destroy the artifact and all of its, uh, you know, all the pieces that are left so that they can't use it to destroy the, uh, the dragons. And we've got this huge thing that's made out of it sitting right here that's going to explode. If we had just figured out a way to get it away from the area, instead of trying to defuse the bomb, we could have just let it blow itself up and save us a lot of trouble. Hmm. Perhaps. I didn't even think of that till now. And now we got it docked with our ship, so we can't really do... <laughs> I don't want to be stuck on there when the thing goes off, and I'm sure you guys don't either, so that's kind of out of the question now, but it just made me... I just realized. Yeah, well, honestly, I think it... Uh, it, it... I feel personally responsible for playing directly into their hands in terms of um, getting all these dragons over here. I went to I went from uh, smug, smarmy, smarty pants to sad shithead in point one seconds. <laughs> as soon as we found out what the situation was, but at Lightspeed. any rate, one way or another, somebody's got to get a closer look at these suckers with cables attached or not, and uh, and somebody's got to deal with these robots. Do we want to? Do we want to roll to decide who I that will point is? Out, I will point out a few things really quick here. If mm -hmm. you can get access to those engineering panels, all things are possible. Mm -hmm. And, um, oh, I don't remember what the other one was, but you get the I idea. That's, is that your aspect? I, mean, I, I, I had something else, but it's, um, well, I mean, it's... Keeping in mind that with access to the panels, you can con control the ship's FTL and various other systems. So if you can get somebody to those panels uh, without one of these bots chasing them, then you've got an option. Okay. You've got Who has one, better one engineering? option you want to use. Let me see. I think at the moment we should see about people's initiatives, and then we can mm. sort it from there. Ah, oh, you killjoy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm at four. I rolled a three. I'm at two. My initiative uh. sucks this week. <sighs> okay, well, 
Adam and the bot and the first bot are going at the same time. Eric and the second bot are going at the same time. And Ivan is ahead of all of them. That's a 50s rock group, by the way. Adam and the bot. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I have an initiative. You guys are supposed That's to be... That's right. I remember they opened for, they opened for like, Spinal Tap, right? That's right. <laughs> Actually, I think it was Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons. <laughs> okay. All right. Ivan, that puts uh, you up first. So, do the bots the bots go before my friends, or they're in, 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 in mixed, right? Pretty much, yeah. Uh, what's everybody's ath- athletics actually? Your your base ath- athletics. Good. Superb. Great. Okay, so Anum will go before excuse, his. Oh, excuse me, excuse me. No, my my athletics are are fair. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I'm, well, yours isn't oh. going to matter so much because you're moving before they do anyway. Oh, oh, they're the same. Yeah, yeah Eric's and the bots is the same. So we're going to have to 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 do checks for for that one. So give me an athletics check, Eric, and we'll figure okay. this out. Okay. Well, I'm going to go ahead and try to take one out in the meantime. Maybe that'll help. All right. So uh, I guess you can determine randomly which one I'm going for. Four. Okay, Eric will be going before the bot on I his. Like so, yes. All right. So let's see. And you're going after bot number two. Mm. It's going to have a defensive four. Okay, I rolled a. I rolled a zero. Um, let's see. I'm a negative two plus, and I have a two for my. Um, weapons, so that's a zero. Alright, so their defense is at four. At four. So I'd have to tag two aspects? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to do not afraid to get his hands dirty and nose for trouble. Well, you're certainly there. Mm Alright, that's... That gives you the, the four stress on that one to begin with. Mm-hmm. And Anum, you actually get to go before the next bot, so... All right. Then I'm going to attack bot number one. All right. And I zero out. Actually, no, I don't zero out because I have a minus one because I attempted the double dagger throw again. Mm. However, my weapons are at plus four. I don't know what... I still don't actually know what that means. Am I, really, well, start, am I subtracting from that four when I when I begin basically, to roll? Yeah, okay. you st- start with 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 that, with that four. Take the minus one for doing the the double throw, so that makes it three. And okay. then do the die roll to it. So, all right, the die roll cancels itself out. So uh, three. All right, and that gives you let's see two plus two stress, which does four stress to it total. Okay, both bots have four stress on them. But now one of the bots is advancing and attacking. Uh, would be attacking someone if I didn't drop the die on the floor again. Hold on. Oh, dear. <laughs> Fortunately, the neat, fancy new microphone stand that I have here doing this right now caught it. So ah. That's right, I was rolling to determine who was being attacked rather than mm-hmm. the attack, and that's good for somebody. It's going to be... Montab, and the attack comes out to a four. 
Okay. As it's scintillating energy sword slices through the air toward you and stuff like that. And I roll a two and my athletics is at plus five. I'd say that they that he missed then. Hmm. That brings us to Eric. A close shave. <laughs> and who's going out? Adam or, or I mean uh, Montab, are you dealing with the bomb? Uh, apparently not. <laughs> oh hell! All right, I can, <laughs> I can make it my uh, make it a point. If you want to keep uh, bot number one occupied, I can make it a point to go after the engineering panel on my next turn. Yeah, that mm-hmm. would be a good plan because my engineering sucks. All right, I'll go ahead and do that. Okay, I'm gonna do two. Well, I want to fire a shot at the rope at bot number one, mm-hmm. and also Mark. Can you describe, is there anything in this room that could possibly be used as cover? Hmm. Oh, absolutely. Uh, consoles, uh, chairs. Okay. Then I'm going to use, because I know, I remember correctly, you get a certain amount of movement along with your action should you choose to take it. I'm going mm-hmm. to duck, duck behind a console after I make my shot, you know, just so I can protect myself from the counterattack. Which one are you shooting at, by the way? Uh, The one that was shooting at, or the one that was after uh, Montab. All right. And, oh, that's a sucky roll. I'm at zero. (laughs) It's... It's the defense is, is a two. Okay, then. Oh God, I don't want to use two fate points for this. <laughs> oh wait, if I move it up to zero, I'm gonna do plus four, right? Yeah. Okay, then uh, I'll just use one. I will invoke. Now I can invoke, oh, no, not again, because I got hit before. <laughs> I'm not letting that happen again. And since... So let me take that fate point off. And the way I'll rationalize that is, since he's moving behind the console anyway, he just, you know, gets the shot off just as he's getting... just as he's ducking behind. So. All right. And I think see. my tally is off here, because I think I should... How many do you... I'm showing four, but I think I'm actually down to three. I think I forgot to take one off at one point. Actually, with the, with the spending of, of the one that you just spent, I have you at two. Okay, then I forgot to take two off. There we go. All right, I'm down to two, so... Okay. All right. Let's see. That's a good consequence to throw on this guy. Uh... I got a consequence for you. He blows up in a fiery explosion of doom. I like that one. (laughs) Or just slices himself in half with the energy blade. (laughs) Highly entertaining. (laughs) Good cinema. Yeah. Yeah. Well, an uncertain power might well be a way to sort of go into into that. So it it still has one one stress, but its power source is uncertain at the moment. The... uh, Energy sword sword starts to like flicker. Light bright, we can make it. <laughs> but number two, 
Bot number two is going to go... It's going to chase after Tank. Hmm. Oh, lovely. So it's coming through, almost attacking through the uh, console. It has an attack of four. Okay. All right, I'm... Damn it. Missed it by that much. Uh, I'm at three. And I was going to just leave it alone, but I forgot that if I do that, it's not just one stress I'm taking, it's whatever, five or four, six or whatever it is. On the other hand, if you manage to invoke some aspect, then you can have it miss completely. Because you you have one difference there. Yeah, I know. I've only got two fate points. Well, okay. Let's see. What can I invoke? Oh, I don't need to invoke. I'll just use it to uh, cancel out the one. But then it still does the stress for the weapon. That's right. That's right. What am I thinking? Okay. I should have said fastest shot in the galaxy, not fastest draw. Fastest draw. (laughs) Well, it makes living by the sword about as as meaningful as it's been in, in this game, I think. Yeah, yeah. Very I'll use living, living by the sword. All right. And uh, yeah, just and, it's gets me out of that. Let me yeah, mark this but, one. Yeah, as this thing, as basically you end up rolling behind this the, this console, stopping just in time for this energy blade to slice through the the console into the like flooring. One of those bots is standing up behind the other side of the console, drawing the the, the sword back out. Andros, you're up. Okay, both of them are still operational? Yes. Is there anything that can be used as mobile cover? There are a couple of, uh, of, of carts with some various in- engineering gear on them. Okay, uh, what I want to do is take a shot at one of the, um, the bots and mm-hmm. move the cover in front of where um, Montab has to work. All right. Oh, I'll keep so which of the bots are you going after? Wh- whichever one's clo- whichever one's closest. I want to protect Montab as he goes for the machinery. Okay, that would probably be number one then, since number two is busy messing with that one console. Right. The other one's messing with the console. Well, it's trying to to get to to like tank through it. Oh, okay, okay, that's fine. <laughs> I thought it was trying to, you know, trigger something. Um, oh, is it still providing me cover? I thought from what you said that it basically got a got. Well, it's still an. Op- it's still standing though. It isn't like. Oh right. Okay, and then you just the put vac- a sword through it. Okay, I got you. Does the light armor value of the vac suits uh, help at all with these swords? No. Okay. I tried. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, okay. it's. Specifically says projectile weapons only. Okay. Uh, I have a total of six. All right. That gives it... See, that's a stress of seven. Just six over, and no, it's going to take it out. So, because we're both getting close to real time, and, Mm -hmm. well, that's just that, that much stress. This is just, yeah. All right, and you've got the thing close to where Montab can go work. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, hmm. Okay, I'm I'm uh, 
a leap to the panel, the engineering panel, where all things are possible. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. I, <laughs> all right. If all things are possible, then I want to go over the controls and uh, snap, click, turn, and whir all the right ones to neutralize these Nova bombs. Okay. <sighs> okay. That's uh, not awful. I rolled a plus one on the die. I don't know what uh, what skill that was rolling under, though. Starship. Well, what? Uh, how exactly are you uh, uh, approaching this? <laughs> With great speed. Uh. If you're working on the on the the ship's system to try to to like slow down the 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 power feed or cut off that that particular power feed, it would be ship's engineering. It would be straight engineering or possibly ship's engineering if you start working straight with one of the bombs. One I, of the bombs. I would. Uh, I'm going for then. Uh, then I'm going for uh, uh, eliminating the power feed or slowing down the power feed. No, eliminating the power feed to the bombs uh, using okay. starship starship engineering, and I have that at plus three. So what did I roll here? I rolled a one, so that I so uh, I got a four. All right. The power feed cuts off. The, the bombs are are still blinking and slowly edging up, but it's a lot slower now. That it's not being directly fed by... See, bot one is gone, so Eric, you're up. And bot two is, of course, on the other side of this. Hmm? Sorry? How heavy is the console? The console, uh, other than the, the like, slice this thing took out a bit, is bolted to the the like floor and is basically otherwise the the size of the like star trek front co- the the original well yeah that that really helps let me see um <laughs> uh well let sorry. me let me explain what i have in mind and you can tell me if it's okay. if it's out of the realm of possibility or not i'm thinking if i can sh- instead of trying to shoot this robot which is not i figure i if i could shoot the bolts out of the console and shove it onto the robot and maybe pin the robot down underneath the console, at least buy us some time while he slices through it with his energy sword. Or, if I'm really lucky, it, you know, smashes him, but I don't know how heavy the console is. You mean, like, tip it over onto it? Yeah. Okay, we'd be talking, as far as actually budging the thing, we'd be talking about a might roll. Mm. I was afraid you'd say that. <laughs> yeah, because my mites are mediocre. That would, that's just not... Okay, I'll just shoot him, because that, that's going to be too... There's too much of a chance of failure at the other thing, and I've only got one fate point left. you got to shoot okay. him. He's got a sword, and you've got a pistol. I just rolled this thing's <laughs> defense. I just rolled this thing's... De- Defense, no pressure, but do do good. <laughs> huh. Okay. Um, I'm going to take my last f- fate point and invoke it for a re-roll because this one sucked. What did, what did you roll? It was, I ended up with a three. Okay, hold on right there. That three gives you a total difference of six because oh, it's, oh. it's die roll came... Its die roll came to a minus five. Oh, so, no. so with that, see that, so that six difference plus four, so that's ten stress wow. that you just hit this thing with. 
Yeah, that oh. thing's gone because that because okay, the cool. I forgot I was actually... <laughs> you would have to take is just the 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 consequence you would have to take is just <laughs> catastrophic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. So, so bot two isn't going to be turning to try to take Anum out now because he's ready to dis to disconnect the bombs. That just leaves bombs. Uh, and I'll this... let you all take that on in whatever order you want to. Uh, at this engineering panel, at this con- uh, the uh, engineering control panel, have I got a, a subsystems ability to navigate the ship? Somewhat, yeah. I would like to do. Uh, I heard. I heard uh, Captain Rondar speak at an earlier point of something called a blind jump, where you. That's. In- yeah. Where you but invoke faster on... than light speed and end up somewhere else. Yeah. It's that would get away from the dragons. Yeah. Oh. It has to be a stunt? Or can you attempt one without a stunt, specific? We don't really know what aspects this thing has, do we? Well... Yeah, I didn't know whether it was something that could just be done. This this is true, or the stunts. Let me... Well, I was thinking it would be... We find the stats again, because I was thinking we were pretty much done with that, so I... (laughs) Gone elsewhere, but... Leave it to us to. Uh, well, I, I mean, I just uh, <laughs> the idea yeah. of getting it away from the area. So if it does go off, at least it's not going to kill all those uh, all those dragons. Yeah, that's good because if you just told it to move, they'd still follow. Yeah. Yes. Now all we have to do is keep it from. <laughs> We're gonna hope to God it doesn't jump into a populated area <laughs> before it blows up. Yeah. Okay, make that check. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. Make the uh, check for the like blind jump. Uh. All right. Whoever's gonna 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 do that. Oh, God damn it! <laughs> all right. I rolled a negative three on the die on uh, starship systems and starship engineering. I have a plus three. Starship piloting. I got a plus four. I don't know which applies as far as this goes. Maybe I don't know. Well, even if it's just the three, it comes out even, so it succeeds there. So. Oh, good. So it jumps. What's everyone else doing with the with the the bombs? I guess the plan was that now that they're it's going to be slower till they blow up. If he could get the whole ship to a un- sparse area, we could just leave and let it blow up, right? <laughs> That's my basically, thought. yeah. Okay, then. All right, then I'm going to set the navigational controls. Uh, I think I need to roll again for this. Set the navigational controls to put this thing on a direct course for the nearest star so that uh, if it doesn't, it's either going to blow up first or it's going to end up getting cooked in whatever nearest stars, and that'll be the end of this big chunk of yellow crap. Wait! Put it on a timer or something, or a time to... (laughs) <laughs> You've already got us in the middle of no God knows where because our ship is still attached to this thing. He can't uh, actually defuse, he can't actually stop the bombs from his panel, can he? No, okay. they would have to be handled at the bombs themselves. And interestingly enough, the the power gauges on the bombs have just turned red. Okay, so let's get the hell out of this place. I'm, I've just uh, I've laid in the God damn it. <laughs> All right, I've laid in the course for the nearest star. Let it find the nearest star. I just rolled on the die a negative one, but my starship piloting it is at 
is at, God, where is it? Plus four. So that's a three? Yeah. Then let's get the hell off of this ball of crap and out of here. <laughs> we can worry about hopefully, where we are once we get on board. Hopefully we can figure out how to get back to uh, wherever the hell it is we're going. You know, away, okay. from, away from this thing is good. Well, this tense moment, getting away, getting working your way out of the bowels of the, the ship here. Do you have Barnstormer or, or whatever the equivalent uh, stunt in this game is? I believe I stunt. You talking to him or me? No, you. You. Okay. I thought so, but I was make sure. Yeah. Hang on. I'm looking. I'm looking. I have... Hmm. I don't think I was going to do it. Threading the needle, but that's more for close maneuvers. Although this is pretty close. Hell yeah. That sounds uh, quite like it, yes. <laughs> yeah. You get out in time. You have the big flying away from the, the Death Star as it blows up scene. Nice. That leads with the, the question of, okay, so where are you anyway? <laughs> <laughs> and maybe when we come back to this game, we can determine that because I'm done. That's good. It's going to take a long time, gentlemen, for me to not feel embarrassed whenever I remember this entire scenario. <laughs> I do apologize, but... I feel somewhat better anyway. All right, mm. fantastic. <laughs> after all that, Rondark uh, says, after that, I need some coffee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Capital idea. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, don't worry, we can clean it up somewhat in the editing, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Java all around. Don't worry, we meant to do that. That's right. <laughs> of course we did. <laughs> it was the only way to draw them out and discover their plan. <laughs> <laughs> that was so cool. That, 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 was, that, that was excellent. The pre-recorded bit, that was... That was <laughs> that awesome. Oh, I <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, crap! What happened? Are you all right? Yeah, I just realized that wherever we are, we've still got those two idiots with us. <laughs> oh my God, here I thought I thought I thought blew up in your room there. My Damn God. it! I, have I don't want to have tag along Wooster and and, <laughs> and you have Archie there there too. That's Archie right. too. And Archie. Archie Rangel. Oh hell! Still holding a plastic bag full of souvenirs from the cornucopia collected, <laughs> waiting to get back to the missus so he could give it and to I his com- wife and kids. And I completely <laughs> forgot he was there. So, I- <laughs> yeah, what the wow! Hell? <laughs> They're gonna—he's oh. gonna be pissed. This was supposed to be my time to make money, mm-hmm. and now I'm in the middle of God knows where with you people. Yeah. <laughs> Well, <laughs> look at it this way. We've got two cases of Arturian laser fizz to polish off before we get back to wherever we need to get back to. That's my Everything's fine. Expensive coffee. Exactly. That's true, too. Oh, my God, Eric. I thought, like, I thought something fell on you or something. I thought you were injured. <laughs> Honestly, it's not that big a deal. <laughs> we can deal with it. That was fun, though. I mean, you know, the toy was there. 
The toy was yeah. there. It could be played with. So what the hell? And yeah. I'll admit, I talked to just uh, like just before, as soon as uh, I got Andros on in Skype, I was like, "Oh, this is going to be so cool! Why don't we try this?" You, ju- <laughs> you just tell we me when to press we play. We recording it, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> so why not? What the hell? That That's, was yeah. I was so that glad was... that you let us overhear them. Like the, at the end of the last game, it was like, "Okay, instant ammunition." I hated Paul. <laughs> You did such a good job of making me pissed off at that guy, I swear. Slimy little bastard. Oh, that's right, yeah. That free loading little, little weasel. Like a... <laughs> <laughs> I like the way this played out, too. It felt an awful lot like a bit of primetime adventure, you know? Just kind of make up our own movie here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, I'm exhausted. How about you guys? Uh, yes. That was, yes. Uh, that was very fun, but uh, taxing all the same. And there it was. Not the usual ending wherein we say our farewells, because Skype dropped us all from the conference call shortly thereafter. But was was that cool or what? I was very happy with that game. I think everybody had a good time with it. I'd like to thank Mark Kinney yet again. Yet again for GMing a terrific game. And thank yous, of course, too, go out to Andros and Blind Geek for completing the fun. So what is next up in the gutter skypes? Well, if all goes well and everything works out right, what we have next in the lineup will be a new Spirit of the Century game, Game Mastered by Mick Bradley. And I know that's going to be a blast, so please don't miss it. So, until then, thanks again, and see you then.